So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. You want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into? Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends tries to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week, it's the hunt for the wilder people. My name's Dan, and out of desperation, I recently used chocolate milk to replace the cream and sugar in my iced coffee, and the results were not good. My name is Jeff, and my daughter has her own style of playing ukulele called Smack Smack, where she turns the instrument around and smacks it as hard as possible, completely ignoring the strings. Which, in my opinion, is a pretty bold statement. My name is Jimmy, and one time on my first day of class, my professor went to me and said, Hey, Jimmy, how's it going? And I have never met that man in my entire life. <laughs> it was Maybe very strange. He just confused you for another Jimmy. It was either that or I think I might have I might have helped him in the media department at one point. But like, So I was you like, have met him? Is what I don't you've think met I, him, I'm Jimmy. fairly certain I You did just it. lied to make your fun facts sound more interesting. <laughs> it's not very fun now, is it, Jimmy? I was very creeped out. I was like, how does this guy know who I am? I was like, he either did research or something on like all of his new students or... He has like a guess who board of all of his students <laughs> name and he's like... Jimmy's next. Maybe he yeah. saw your picture in the Facebook. Maybe. Because college. The Facebook, yes. College, I get it. Yeah. I understand wow. that. Yeah. Wow. So, guys, we had a couple of not reviews. Do we? Not Do comments. We? Uh yeah, one of them. Let's 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 talk about one of them, shall we? Well, I think I know where you're going. Okay. The one that was like very negative towards me. There was one that was negative towards Yeah, you. but we're not really? going to read it because it's not five stars. Was there? Oh, the review? Yeah. Uh, the someone one railing against me for we, being we too talked, political. We talked about that last time. Oh, we did? It's already on an episode. No, we didn't talk about it on Yeah, the I don't think we did. We didn't. We no. texted about it. I thought we did. It. You suck. Oh. Uh, guys, if you want to tear us and drag us for being too political. Gotta be five stars. Yeah, feel free yeah. to do it. Just leave five stars. Yeah, we'll we got the one star. It. I told my wife about it. She's like, that was very rude of him. And I was like... I don't care. We're going to talk about it because, again, there, there's like, certain things that if you believe certain things, you are wrong and you're a piece of shit. To reiterate, we're doing this podcast for fun. Yeah. We don't think we're going to get rich and famous off of it. No. So I'm very happy to piss off those people. I Absolutely. don't want those people listening to us. I don't. You don't deserve to hear our good words. You know, conservative snowflakes. Conservative snowflakes. <laughs> get bent, you snowflake. But Jeff, are you saying there was other reviews or something that were not? So I was I was talking to I was talking to guys in the back, this guy that I used to work with. And uh, he listened. I, I know that he's heard the podcast before every now and then, like six months after an episode will come out. He'll be like, LOL, Sonic the Hedgehog. You said that thing. <laughs> and I was like, if you're listening to that now, we recorded it a year ago and yeah. i don't know what the hell you're talking about yeah um but he sent me a screenshot it said your top shows i posted this on instagram by the way at talk me into pod yeah um oh, yeah we were number two talk me into by dan jeff and jimmy and number one was impulsive with logan paul oh, that's <laughs> a thing. so he said not sure if you'll be complimented or insulted and i don't know how to feel about that probably bad yeah it was funny yeah it was pretty good yeah. so yeah hit us up on uh on the social Instagram, you know, we yeah. get messages sometimes like, 
hey, I like this. Or yeah. nobody ever gives us one stars there when you're talking directly to the person because you're a keyboard warrior. Yeah, just to go back a little bit to what you were saying about the delay from when people hear things all the way back to when we recorded it. Just listening to a recent episode, I think it hasn't even hit the, the interwebs yet, where Jeff and I are kind of arguing over how... He needs to get out there more because the pandemic is under control and I'm yeah. doing a lot of things. And there was one that I listened to that just came out and it was like the CDC recommends we don't have to wear masks anymore yeah. as the Delta variant is <laughs> yeah. rampaging through. Yeah, America. So as you're hearing this now, we're probably back in full lockdown or dead. Yeah, or dead or everything is back to normal because the CDC said so. But yeah. really, there's the gamma variant and we're all going to turn into little hulks. <laughs> I uh <laughs> That's good. Right oh, now. Oh, man. Hulk no wear mask to get ice cream inside. Right now, I'm a very pessimistic person about all this, and I've depressed everyone in my life by, by talking about this NPR story I heard years ago about how this is the beginning of the pandemic age. And probably for the rest of our lifetimes, mm-hmm. there will just always be a pandemic in some level of uh Well, what's going to happen is it's just going to become like, uh, it'll be Normalized. exactly what Trump wanted. It's going to become like the flu. And it's just going to become a yearly thing where mm-hmm. a lot of people die and nobody really cares. Also, I just right. think that we'll go on this path that we're on now, which is like everyone sort of just has this conversation like, was it masks right now? Masks or no masks? Or like, what are we doing? Oh, I'm fully masked. Even if right now COVID ended forever and we knew it was not coming back. I haven't been sick in a year and a half, dude. There was like 2000 flu that's well i agree with you like that's crazy low see if america wasn't such a self-centered horrible group of people we would just normalize masks when you're sick so it's like oh i feel a cold coming on i'm gonna wear a mask for the next week just thinking about the first 34 years of my life going to work just hacking yeah like oh oh yeah oh protect your freedoms let's all die if you don't like america why do you live in here bro i tried so hard to move to canada this year dude it is so hard to move across town like i can't even imagine i've actually done research of what it takes to move to another country and it's more difficult than you yeah especially if you don't have like family or you have to like pay the irs to renounce your citizenship too yeah i mean i'd probably keep my citizenship no i don't want it (laughs) i don't even want it now i'll just give it i'll be an immigrant (laughs) Get out of here, Jeff. Every week on Talk Me Into, we just do a little fun segment called Talking Ourselves Into. If you don't want to hear it, you can look at the show notes and find the timestamps and skip it. Yeah, skip it. If you don't want to hear it, do that. Go right to Hunt for the Wilder People. Or if you're someone in our family, listen to this and then look at the show notes to find out when you can skip the actual content. Correct. (laughs) Uh, So this week, I am talking myself into another fun fun show Uh-oh. Ooh. it's called f boy island Ooh, i've been wanting to see this yeah hmm. yeah it's on hbo max and it's very similar to like a bachelor or bachelorette but it has the uh you don't you're not limited by cable television you're on hbo you're yeah on premium cable it's not tv jim hbo yeah um so yeah this is just another little fun fun show as dan would say uh it's just a dumb dating show i literally started it like two days ago my friend steph likes to watch dumb shitty tv with me yeah Uh, we just like text and watch it together and uh have a watch party bro technology lets you do it that's true we could do that yeah boy island and it's fine uh i wouldn't say it's like my new favorite show i think my favorite is still 
uh, too hot to handle. <laughs> but uh, it is hosted by Nikki Glazer, who's very funny. Yeah, I love and, her. Uh, she's a funny host or whatever it's funny because she's actually a comedian so she has good improv yeah and, so uh, it, correct me if i'm wrong but yeah. the conceit of this is that it's basically like the bachelor right except no one's trying to seem like it's legitimate yeah it's that it, basically the premise of the show is like there are nice guys and there are f boys yeah and uh do the f boys know that they're f boys or are they just they know that they're f boys they okay. go onto the island saying like i know that i'm an f boy i'm still it. gonna yeah yeah i'm still gonna try and get with this girl do they say f boy or do they say the no word? they say f boy i think they're really trying to get the marketing and i totally get that because as like a producer i totally get understand that but uh, it is annoying because i'm like just say the word um but basically at the end each one of the girls there are three girls and then a whole bunch of nice guys and f boys and like one of the girls has to eliminate a person and at the end they'll say if they're a nice guy or an f, or an f boy and so um and of course all the nice guys are going early yeah. <laughs> which is very funny and uh, very sad and very self-aware and um i could call them out all the time and my friend Steph was like oh I think that guy's a nice guy and they're all F boys and yeah. I'm like cause girls are stupid wow, <laughs> wow just Jim. kidding wow Jim <laughs> it was a remember joke remember when we were talking about politics before <laughs> it was a joke um, but yeah it, it's it's very funny and very self aware and uh, just a little fun fun show mm. Dan what are you talking yourself into I don't want to do this podcast anymore <laughs> Um, I'm talking myself into finally reading The Dark Tower by Stephen King. Wow. Ooh, that sounds daunting. Lot. It is a lot. And you I saw the a... Idris Elba vehicle and you no. were like, I must read these. No, I'm so happy I never watched that. <laughs> it looks very bad. Yeah. So I've tried to read The Dark Tower a few times. If you guys aren't familiar with it, listeners, uh, it is Stephen King's attempt at a high fantasy epic, sort of like right. Tolkien mm long form story i just don't understand how he has that much time i don't even have time to read and he has time to write every book that's come out in the last hundred years it's well in King. fairness he's been writing the dark tower off and on since like the late 70s oh i didn't know mm. he it's not like something that he sat down and wrote from beginning to end he just like has known the overall plot and like every once in a while he'll go and write a so novel. the first one came out in the 70s yeah oh i didn't know that uh the gunslinger is the first one i'm almost done reading it i think it came out in 78 i'm not not positive on that um so i tried to read the gunslinger a few times and i had a hard time with it uh the language is a lot more flowery than how he usually writes i'm a Mm. stephen king fan um it's also like told in a very strange way which is like you're you're dropped in to the story without knowing anything, including like the plot, the setting, the world, the characters, nothing. And then you're finding things out through flashback, but it does that very gradually. So you could, you you read like 150 pages of the first book, literally not knowing anything. It's just a guy walking through the desert, like following another guy. Um, So that was pretty daunting, especially for young Dan who like didn't have a lot of patience (laughs) Um, but I committed to it on this past vacation. I took the book out of the library. Uh, I tried to finish it in the week. I'm not a very fast reader. Uh, I'm almost done with it. But the thing that actually helped me was this was a reprint and there's a new forward by Stephen King. I guess he had done a little bit of editing work to it in like mm. the late 90s when this was reprinted. Okay. And he basically like kind of said what I had thought about this book, which was like, Hey, I wanted to write these, this Tolkien esque high fantasy series. 
and I didn't really know how to do it. And I thought that the <laughs> way to do it was to write it like Tolkien. Mm. Um, so it doesn't feel like it's a Stephen bros. King's voice. Yeah. Right. Um, so he said, like, as he went along, like after the second novel, he kind of realizes, like, hey, I can just do this as a Stephen King thing. Like, I don't have to right. try to be something that I'm not. Right. So I was like, OK, if I can get past like this first couple and the edits that he made to this one took a lot of that, like flowery, super descriptive language out. I mean, mm. there's like huge passages in this book where he just describes like the quality of the desert sand. That's a <laughs> lot to get through. I think he trimmed a lot of this up in this reprint. Mm. Um, so it was a lot, a lot better. And I'm excited to move through it and see where it goes because the world building stuff is very interesting. Nice. It's like sort of post-apocalyptic stuff. Yeah, it's something that I'm interested. I'm interested in Stephen King just in general yeah. because I love the movies and stuff that a lot of his writings are based off of. Um, but some of his writing is kind of hard to get through occasionally yeah we've we've tried to do stephen king stuff on here and it's it's difficult it's daunting yeah as far as like how do you do a stephen king book in a in a right. short episode but um i think there's some stuff in the future that'll happen cool jeff what have you been talking yourself into it's not so much that i'm talking myself into something but i'm coming to terms with mm. having a big old noggin yeah dan knows it I got a big head. We both do. We wear like the same size. Yeah, hat. my cranial structure is larger than most normal people. It's always been difficult to find a hat that fits comfortably. Uh, like I've talked about it before, but I have a few uh, Boston Scully caps. And the first one I bought mm-hmm. got extra large, did not fit my head. So I had to go to double XL and, and it fit my head. And I've been buying those. And some of them are a little tighter and some of them are a little looser. It's just like they're... I, I talked to the, the company. Yeah, I talked to the company about it, and he's like, "Yeah, we're going towards a more like a uh, little bit bigger, so double XL will, mm. will fit a little loose." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine. They're comfortable. You know, if I have more hair, if I didn't get a haircut in a while, I'll wear a looser hat. That's kind of how it works." Um, but I also just got a pair of sunglasses uh, that were gifted to me, and mm. you know, they're nice sunglasses. Pretty expensive. Put them on my head. They look a little small. Really? You know, like I have a pair of Ray-Ban Wayfarers and mm-hmm. they just about fit my head like Dan's right now. They fit his head. Jimmy's glasses, they fit your head. Mine, they're just like, they come a little bit. Mm. It almost looks like I'm yeah. wearing baby glasses. And <laughs> and the part of the glasses that are supposed to like mold around your ear, yeah. don't don't reach my full ears. Yeah. I'm not a giant. I'm six foot one. <laughs> it's not huge. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, I've been buying my my glasses. Dan, um, move your headphone. Move your headphone. Let me see your ear. So yeah, I see mine doesn't go back that far. I've been buying my glasses either from like an online source or mm. in person, like for the last 10 years. And I noticed when purchasing online, because you don't have as big of an opportunity to like hold them and try right. them on, they, they're more descriptive with like the fit. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely don't get anything that's not like a wide fit frame uh, for the same. Yeah, see, purpose. this one, we were given a code to just get it online yeah. for free and they have one size. Yeah, that you just get that. But like my Ray Bans that I have, they're closer to that fit. So they're these ones are comfortable. But like looking in the mirror, it goes like halfway up my. I know what you're saying. It's like the yeah. the ear pieces, like the sidebars, it doesn't line up. Yeah. They don't come out straight. They angle in towards right. your eyes. Yeah, right. yeah. So I just I have a big head. Uh, you, you end know. up kind of getting like a Mr. Potato Head glasses vibe. <laughs> it's not like they're tiny glasses, like some kind of weird. Yeah, I saw them this morning, villain. and I, I said nice sunglasses. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just something like it, it's purely aesthetic. Yeah, they kind of remind me of the sunglasses that um, Linda Hamilton won in Terminator Two: Judgment Day <laughs> when she goes to kill Miles Dyson. 
Oh yeah, remember those sunglasses? Yeah, yeah. Yep. when she's in the black military. Well, well, I have a pair that's it's the Wayfarers, but they're so they're black on the front, but they're actually clear plastic on the side, like yours are right now. Yeah. Mm. And I I wanted to get a pair of sunglasses that were clear. Those plastic. are the new Wayfarers. That's oh, the actual. Mm. So I, I was I was looking into that, and then. I got these and I was like, all right, I got like a similar kind of frame. They have like a wire going across the top. Yeah, it was odd nice. when I saw them on you because I flashed back to that Linda, you know, that uh, Sarah walk, Connor thing. I walked in and you're like, oh, no, my Miles Teller. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> even that. <laughs> it was that um, that outfit with the black tank top and stuff was gave me my first little boy feels. <laughs> Did I give you a little boy feels? No, but I immediately Aww. was like, oh, yeah, that's the look. <laughs> <laughs> But now Jeff's ruining That's it. it. That's, That's going to move into the bad it. memories. <laughs> Jim, what are you talking yourself into? I already did it. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me put my sunglasses on. Oh, now. don't. It's too sexy. I can't handle it. We definitely don't have to record. I just want to see what Dan does. I'm not going to do anything. Those are very small sunglasses. Right? Aren't they? Yeah, they're pretty small. Like, look at my ear. Oh, yeah. They're not even, like, behind your ear. <laughs> are you sure those aren't female frames? No, they're male. It, I looked at the female to see if there are any frames I like. They're I don't, cool sunglasses. I don't care if they're male. Or yeah, female. they don't look bad from the front. But it's just they're awesome. they're marketed as male. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is just great like, content. Us talking. Oh, I thought Jimmy stopped. Like, no. Let's go hunting, fellas. Goodwill. Yeah, I love going to Goodwill. No, we are discussing this week i'm talking you into the 2016 film hunt for the wilder people by taika watiti um that's that thor man yeah we love the taika watiti <laughs> taika thorman in this house we love taika watiti yeah uh, big fan never saw this movie Thor though. ragnarok uh what we do in the shadows eagle uh, versus shark yeah mandalorian, mandalorian. There's, there's lots guys jojo rabbit uh, Free Guy or whatever that horrible movie is called. The Suicide Squad. Was he in that? Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. Brief cameo. Ratcatcher. Oh, Ratcatcher Rat Rat one. one. Yeah. So this movie came out again in 2016. I had heard a little bit of buzz on it um, in, from NPR. And, I did too. Yeah. Um, ended up getting it when it first came out on the Netflix disc based plan that my father. Six, shout, out, shout out to Six Star Brian. Four Star. I mean, he's six star in my heart. Oh, um, so he like somehow still has the disc plan, which comes in. It comes in handy for movies like this. Indie movies that take a little bit longer to go to streaming platforms. Just an FYI, there's probably multiple people that listen to this that didn't know that Netflix does a DVD plan. I know. Or did a DVD plan. It, yeah. it, it, that was what Netflix started, started as. Right. You'd sign up. Well, for now membership. it's DVD.com, Dan. It is. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, Very I mean, cool. this film it's hard for me to talk a lot about the plot because it seems like one movie and then it takes a hard left turn. I would say like at the end of the first oh, act. So now you spoiled it. Now I'm going to expect it. You don't even know what I'm talking I about. I don't, but now I expect it. Uh, <laughs> so this movie stars Sam Neill of Jurassic Park fame and Julian Dennison. Um, I'm trying to think. He's been in a couple big movies. He was Just in Deadpool take time 2. And Google and pull it no, up. I have it right here. He was in Deadpool 2 as the villain. So if you remember that kid. Nope. Uh, I saw. Oh, yeah. He was like real angry and stuff. And then. Yeah. He was also in Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, I know who you're talking you, about. You'll remember him when you see him. So he plays kind of like a troubled, troubled kid. Um, 
he's he's uh what's the word i'm thinking of when you don't have parents he's an orphan <laughs> yeah batman yeah he's a batman uh he's an orphan growing up in new zealand he's like in and out of the system and basically he gets fostered out to this older couple um played by sam neil and uh a, a woman i forget her name <laughs> It's funny because like I don't care if you're not prepped, but Dan always he's always on Wikipedia trying to find facts as he's speaking. You can hear yeah. it too sometimes you when you're listening. Like the way just his cadence right now, I'm talking because he's just looking at his phone. No, I have her name right here. <laughs> it's a hard name. Rima Te Wayata. Okay. She's a it's a New Zealand movie. She's a New Zealand. <laughs> it's a New Zealand. Uh but, but yeah. it sounds familiar. So this movie rocks. No, it's a very good movie. It's hard for me to talk around what's happening, but basically, like, uh, yeah, he's he's fostered to this older couple. Uh, he's sort of reticent to come around to this relationship, and uh, the relationship changes throughout the movie. Um, it's also very funny. There's this adversarial character uh, who represents sort of like the New Zealand government, and like, yeah, I don't want to get into it. Uh, if Murray from Fight of the Concord shows up. <laughs> That's the main villain. There actually might be Flight of the Concord crossovers. I can't. Well, he's remember. worked with Jermaine. Yeah, I haven't right. seen this movie. If you're in New Zealand, you have seven people you can work with. Yeah, it's I Peter haven't Jackson. seen this movie in a long time, but it's very funny, very good. As I said on the end of our last episode, it's got Amblin vibes, sort of like a Goonies. Mm. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's funny, heartwarming adventure. What do you guys know about this movie? Nothing. I I think I've heard the name, but I didn't even know it was his movie. Or else I probably would have watched it. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know it was his movie, um, but I did hear about it when it came out, and a lot of people were talking about it, and I just haven't gotten the chance to watch it yet. It's based on a book called Wild Pork and Watercress by Barry Crump. Um, yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome like name. something that you just made up right now. <laughs> Wild but, Pork by Barry Crump. Yeah, I'm going to have you guys watch it. It is streaming somewhere uh we're gonna find out where i i was excited and wanted to do this because of the fact that it is streaming somewhere and it's on netflix and it hasn't been until recently okay so check out hunt for the wilder people on netflix for some reason i thought it was a netflix movie but i might be confusing it with another movie yeah i don't think it was made for netflix initially um but yeah i think you guys are gonna enjoy it when we come back we're gonna spoil hunt for the wilder people yeah. Jimmy, this is in the other part. This is in the other episode, but remember that I'm thinking of Okja. That's the movie. Put it at the end of the other episode. Thank you. <laughs> New Zealand. It rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm starting it. How's it going, fellas? We're talking about Hunt for the Wilder People. We sure are. Yeah, so one thing I just want to jump in before we get into the meat of this is... Meat. I don't know if it was off mic or in the first section, but Jeff made a joke about an actor who appeared in Flight of the Yes, Concord. and as soon as he showed up, I was like, <laughs> we did it. Just like every What's British that? actor has to be in Harry Potter, every yeah. New Zealand actor has to be in Taika Waititi's movies. Yeah, I forget the actor's name. Murray. But he played Murray in Flight of the Concords. Yeah, who was he in this movie? The, the guy with the big old beard at the, the end. The crazy guy that was oh, dressed as a bush. Oh, I thought that was him. <laughs> That's very funny. That was one of the several laugh out loud moments <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Yes. Okay, just wanted to point that out because cool. it's a callback. We're going to be spoiling the Hunt for the Wilder People. If you're new to this series, this is where we talk in depth. 
Jimmy, Jeff, this is your first time seeing Hunt for the Wilder yeah, People. didn't even know sure it existed. Was. And I'm a fan of the director and his other movie films. Yep. What'd you guys think of it? Let's let's get to the start. It kind of mm. just brings you right in. Yeah, it's there's not much to talk about. I think you already talked about it in the first half. Yeah, there's not a lot of preamble. You meet yeah. Ricky Baker. He's a 13 year old kid who's in like foster care, I guess you would say, like yeah. state run mm-hmm. stuff. And he's from home he, to home. He's been bouncing around from home to home because he's a bit of a miscreant. He, I mean, they make it seem like he's like really murdering people, but he, he, he doesn't even seem troubled. He just seems like a regular kid. Yeah, he's a little rebellious. Yeah, he's just part but, of the system. But not even really. Yeah, he just doesn't like being where he's at. He's literally life. just right. a kid who breaks stuff, <laughs> burns stuff. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah. You guys talk. <laughs> yep, that's how this works. I talked in the first step. First yeah, step. and then uh, his foster parents who... Uh, want him to call them aunt and uncle auntie 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 donna no not auntie donna uh yeah they're they're introduced and the the dad played by jurassic park boy he's sam neil yeah he's like he's not a bad guy he just doesn't really care he's a lovable curmudgeon he's just like here i am and the auntie's so nice and she has that old-fashioned uh warm pad in his bed to get his bed all hot water and i was like oh that's so nice yeah yeah i love bella the the aunt because she's like super traditional warm motherly like doting but she's also like kind of weird on her own and you get peaks of it i love she set up the room and she was like telling him what was in the room i got your books and (laughs) it was like weird like geography books and like black beauty and stuff and then uh, my favorite part though is when it's ricky's birthday and he's uh, so it's jumping ahead a little bit he doesn't want to be here there initially tries to run away right he gives up because they're like in the middle of nowhere Eventually, they start to win him over, and by the time it rolls around to, I guess, his 13th or 14th birthday, 13th. they they celebrate it with, like... A song. She writes an amazing song. <laughs> so, I've seen this before. That clip? That clip. I don't oh, know really? where, but I remember this, just them sitting there. Like, it was some kind of meme I saw. Yeah, it's I can funny. picture that. And he, like, joins in. He's so into it. I love just... Yeah. He's like, I've never had this good of a birthday before. Yeah. I've never had a birthday before. Yeah. Kind of sad. It's a really sweet little... For that moment while they're a family. (laughs) Yeah, the song is really good. It's very funny. Um, And then she like sort of teaches him how to hunt too, which is kind of funny. Yeah, how to shoot his little 22. Yeah. I'm a dog. Tupac. He's a gangster. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't choose the Skuck's life, dude. The Skuck's life chose him. him. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was really funny. But yeah, they were going out. um, I guess Zig found a pig or whatever. And then she just ran after it and just like slaughtered it with a knife i love the look crazy. on ricky baker's face when he sees sweet auntie bella going to primordial like yeah. kill mode yeah. <laughs> and he's just like the way taika watiti shoots it is all on his reaction and he's just like being spattered with blood and yeah. stuff. yeah it, it's a very much uh taika watiti kind of scene it was just very yeah like, heightened reality like cartoonish right very funny and then she's sweet again she's like we've got dinner sorted <laughs> that's, that's awesome so guys Here's the part where the spoilers come into play. What's the big twist that happens right after this? Oh, she did. She dies. Yeah. I didn't think it was that big of a twist. Like, I didn't see it coming. I don't mean a twist like... It's oh, where it takes a turn. Right. It's where the plot really like advances. Right. Um, I didn't know where this movie was going to go at all. So I was just sort of like, oh, okay, this is... It's very funny. Usually I do talk me into stuff by myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife started watching the movie. And a couple of days ago, Dan was like, if Lindsay watches this with you, she will love it. And I was like, no, she won't. She mm-hmm. doesn't like anything talk me into related. 
and <laughs> when that happened she was like so into it she was like ricky baker's so charming he's so funny and cute <laughs> and fun and then the aunt died and she was like why did they have to do this and she got really sad <laughs> that's funny because it's really about the relationship between yeah. him yeah. and, and how Sam they Neil. can both sort of soften each other's edges right yeah how they can learn from each other and come back to the world right because i i love um i forget the character's name but sam neil's like reaction to her death hector. yeah hector he just like fucks off sorry jim he's like yeah i'm going to the bush for a while <laughs> he just like <laughs> packs a bag and he's like i'm just gonna go live in the woods yeah i thought it was also very funny too we find out <laughs> later on or whatever he's so hardened or whatever because he was literally in jail yeah for manslaughter <laughs> for, for manslaughter. beating a man to death yeah but also like there's a sweet moment later on um i think it's when they're scattering the aunt's ashes where he reveals like oh yeah because ricky's like she she wanted to be here at this lake because this is where her people are from and he's like she doesn't know where her people are from she's like right she was an orphan and so was i that's why we wanted to adopt you she rescued me right it's like this really sweet moment of like there's something about like a family that's non-traditional but comes together out of like real emotion and not just mm-hmm. because of like birth that's like really sweet like these people were really like helping each other yeah for sure uh so i guess sort of progressing with the plot or whatever uh it turns out that because she died um sam neil hector um isn't fit to basically raise ricky baker yeah so the Uh, state's coming back state's coming back and this of course freaks ricky out so he's basically just gonna go run away and he lasts like literally five minutes as sam (laughs) neil said which is funny yeah so there's like an extra little layer of like drama to ratchet up why this whole movie has to happen which is that because of ricky's age and because of the amount of different homes he's been through Mm -hmm. they're not going to try to place him anymore they're basically going to put him in juvie. Right. Which sucks. Um, so he's like extra motivated not to go back. Right. And uh, yeah, so he gets lost in the woods and he's pretty desperate and stuff. And then Hector finds him and he's all set to bring him back. And then he breaks his ankle. Yep. So they get stuck in the bush for a while, a couple of weeks, I believe. Yeah. I think the first like chunk of time is like six weeks while yeah. his like foot heals. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, and-, and then... They're missing. So the the child cop, that lady, she's like, it it just escalates, right? It's like, usually in these kind of movies, they're like a bank heist. And all these people on the news (laughs) are like, a missing kid who might have been kidnapped. And it's like national news, which Mm -hmm. is kind of funny. So Right. Well, I mean, partially that's like heightened, but also like from it's what I've definitely heard. definitely heightened. Yeah. Well, especially the way the child care like <laughs> officer handles things. Yes. But also like from what I've heard, like New Zealand has a much lower crime rate and is a smaller country than what we're used to here. Oh, yeah. Sure. Even yeah. percentage. So like a national manhunt probably would make news. National Literally, news. there was somebody who killed somebody with knives yesterday and the prime minister is already doing something about it. Yeah. Crazy. But uh, honestly, like, immediately everyone jumps to the idea that Hector's, like, a, a pervert. And he's like... <laughs> well, that's because they they found, like, this shack kind of thing. Um, like, what, what would you call it? Like, a barrack a bunker kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the, the guys that were staying there find him. And there's... Uh, <laughs> Ricky's like, he made me do stuff. And at first it was kind of difficult. <laughs> but I... Because I have such soft hands. <laughs> that was the... F- the first very yeah. uh, laugh out loud moment in the movie. It was very funny. The innuendo was played and very well. The three dumb the reactions. Yeah. 
They're like, very good. You okay, bro? And then afterwards, Samuel's like, do you know what you said? And Ricky Baker's like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I want to give a shout out to uh, Rachel House, who's the, the child welfare worker. She's an actress that's been I've in a bunch of Taika Waititi movies. Too, yeah. She was like the like sort of the muscle in Thor Ragnarok for uh um god I'm bad at names Jeff Goldblum yes Jeff Goldblum's character right. and she's just awesome at playing like the tough as nails like brute mm-hmm. and so obviously this gets more cartoonish where she's like I mean a huge portion of this movie is just like them going through the woods together yeah um there's it's not like super plot heavy it no. feels like an adventure film there's always like something around the corner, like they come in contact with this rare bird that they think is extinct. Uh, at one point, they go to another one of these like hunting lodges and they find a, a park ranger who's like in a diabetic coma, which was really funny. Did you guys like that reveal where they're like, he's, <laughs> he's dead. dead. And then all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. And so yeah. <coughs> that noise just really screwed me up. <laughs> Oh, I can hear, I can hear it deep in your throat cavity. I just made like a dry patch in my esophagus. Anyways, so Ricky like goes off to find help, and he meets this like, like this indigenous family that's like super sweet to him. Yeah, the, the dad was really funny. He's like, "Can I get a selfie, bro?" He's like, "We got loads of sauce." Yeah, that was awesome. We got saucies. Butcher sausages. For some reason, there's a lot of sausage in this movie. Yeah, I guess that's like a cultural thing. Like, yeah. Have some sausages. Yeah, which is very funny. Uh, but yeah, that's how you sort of figure out that he's like world famous or like nationally famous. Yeah. And and like while all this adventuring is going on, the B storyline is that um this like child care worker, um, this Paula Hall character, she is like Keystone Cops, like her and her partner suck at everything, mm-hmm. but they keep getting more and more serious to the point where they're like calling in the army. They have machine yes. guns. And there's just like a moment where he's like, bring him in dead or alive. Nope. Alive. Sorry. Alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just yeah. getting caught up in the moment. Yeah. If you skip to the end, there's literally tanks that roll up yeah. and it's just such over the top overreaction, which was very funny in itself. Yeah. You could just watch us as, okay, these people are coming to get him. Right. But then you realize that it's a kid in New Zealand and they're sending a take after. And we should say we talked about Ricky Baker's motivation to not return to child welfare. But Hector's motivation is that he's been branded like a pervert and a pedophile (laughs) and he has a criminal record. So he's like, they're not going to listen to what I have to say. Right. They're going to arrest me and throw me back in jail. Right. And at the end of this, they sort of decide to go out like Thelma and Louise style. Ricky Baker does the face paint. <laughs> I didn't choose the skunk life. The skunk life chose me. Yeah. There's a whole scene where they they find the Bush guy and uh, he's oh, basically yeah. taking care of him or whatever. He's a big conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Which is funny. He's like, I wonder why he lives out here alone. And then immediately he's like, put these on to protect your thoughts from the <laughs> yeah. government. We, we oh. can escape through this tunnel. He opens up a hatch. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> start digging the tunnel. Yeah, that was awesome. He's like, what have we been doing this whole time? I thought I had a tunnel system. Yeah, but then the cops start showing up and yeah, it's this whole big scene like Thelma and Louise. Remind me a lot of the Blues Brothers. It's yeah. way over the top. <clears throat> yeah, and definitely the end of the Blues Brothers. That's a good call out where like yeah. the odds are insurmountable. There's like a <laughs> yeah. thousand police after them. Yeah, it's We should awesome. say we're, we're referencing the Psycho Sam character, the crazy Bushman. That's Reese Darby. That's the guy okay. from Flight of the Concords. That's funny. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, they have this big showdown and at the end, they end up like sort of, you know, getting caught. Yeah. 
Um, but it's not as bad as it seems to be. And Ricky Baker shoots him in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he gets mad because at the end, like, uh, Hector sort of, like, takes the adult route. And he's like, all right, we're, he's we're like, done. We're not going to die here. He's like, you're right. going to go and I'm going to get arrested and we'll just make the best of it. And Ricky gets right. pissed off, shoots him in the butt. No, well, he, he yeah. shot him out on accident. Yeah, it was an accident. Well, he was threatening was going to shoot him. Yeah. 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 It, it was still funny. But, um, yeah, Ricky gets... Um, basically like adopted by that indigenous couple yeah or uh, the indigenous father dad. and daughter right and um so that's nice it was which sweet. is cool because he definitely has the hots for that daughter <laughs> yeah. um super cool yeah but so ricky ends up like kind of in a decent place right he's i mean they don't try to be like his parents which i think is a good thing for someone his age and he sort of had a taste of his family right and hector ends up i guess like new zealand is a cool country and is smart and they don't just throw people in cells. And it's like a halfway rot. house or something. Yeah, he ends up in a, a place basically for like old age offenders. Right. It's like older men. And uh, Ricky goes to visit him there. And, and I guess he can leave. I don't know. But he's like, <laughs> I don't think so. I think they took him without like. Yeah, he's like knowing. He's like, I'm living with this family and they're really cool. And they said, you can come. You want to come? And he's like, yeah, they're all old and boring here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it kind of ends off pretty sweet. And then they're exploring the bush again, trying to find that bird at the end. Because Ricky bought a camera and they went. He's like, Jimmy, he got a camera. Yeah. Yeah. The movie wraps up with a a call back to that, like, exotic rare bird that they saw. Right. Now they're going to go on the hunt for the bird with a camera and and become rich and famous from that. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Sweet ending. Yeah. What'd you guys think? Overall thoughts? I don't know. I mean, it was was a movie. It was kind (laughs) of what I expected from the director. Um, I thought it was a pretty decent movie. Um, very heartwarming. I definitely get where you were coming from with the Amblin vibes. Mm. Uh, definitely very heartwarming. It has like that sense of adventure. Um, I thought the filmmaking itself was like okay. Like it wasn't anything like stunning, like visual wise. But I don't think it was really going for that. Yeah. Um, there are a couple little callback things that I liked, like um, when Ricky was. For some reason, they kept on going back to that, like, the bed warming thing. Yeah. They, like, kept pulling it out, and then after she died, he pulled it out, and it wasn't there. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet, and I like that. Yeah, I think sort of that represented to him that she was willing to go the extra mile. Right, Like, him. every, you know, adoptive family is going to give him a bed. Right. But the fact that she gave him this warming yeah. hot water thing. It was very sweet, and um, I was... Because, like, as soon as you start, like, doing that, like, they did it twice. I'm like, all right, the third time. Yeah. It's not going to be there anymore. Mm. I Yeah, I agree with you. And also, I mean, there's a, as far as filmmaking, this is earlier on in his career. But there's yep, a little true. bit of what we came to see in his later movies. Like, there's a lot that reminds me of Jojo Rabbit. As far I haven't as, seen like, that yet, actually. Oh, yeah. You dumb bastard. I know. So there's a lot of this, like, um... He does these like little vignettes where he zooms in on like we see the splattered mm. blood. We right. see Ricky paint his face. It right, looks very yeah. like comic book panel. Yes. He like pushes in real close on something. And that yeah. that feels I can even very... just tell that from the trailers of Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. And it's that like Jojo Rabbit really like pushes that. I'm sure. Yeah. And stuff. But I, I liked seeing it in here. So final push. Um, I mean, you say it's early in his career. This came out in 2016. I said earlier in his career. Okay. It's not his first couple movies, but it's definitely like you see the origins of some of the style stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So final push. There's not a lot that I can push for because there's not going to be a sequel. It's a (laughs) self-contained, like little sweet story. Um, I think it's a movie that you can come back to years later and enjoy. There's some moments in here that are still like 
heart-wrenching to me. We didn't even talk about the death of, of Zag, Hector's dog. Yeah, that yeah, was a real emotional moment for me. Skipping over that. And the CGI boar. <laughs> yeah, the boar was a little gross looking. but Yeah, I don't know if that was CG. It looked a little puppetry to me. It was CG. <clears throat> but it, it, I don't know. There's just a lot of moments in this movie that are heartwarming. I think it's a great movie to show other people. Like it's a... Mm. I had a fun time talking guys into it because I, I don't know what you're going to say, but I'm pretty sure you liked it. And I feel like most people are going to like it. Maybe it's not going to be your favorite movie of all time, but I have a hard time believing that you're going to sit through this and at the end be like, that sucked. <laughs> so maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to ask you guys now, was I able to talk you into Taika Watiti's Hunt for the Wilder People? <gasps> yeah. yeah. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. It was it was enjoyable. I watched it. It was good. It had all the things I thought it was going to have. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. I don't really yeah. have much. Like Jimmy said, the <laughs> the filmography was good. I like the intro. You see like all the land and the mountains and like the song that he chose to do there. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was a fun movie. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. My the wife music liked was it. actually pretty I good. I enjoyed it. I probably won't ever watch it again, but yeah, it was good. Got a few laughs out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like going to change your life or anything, but I think it's a movie that you could come back to maybe in 12 years. You can show your daughter. Yeah. You know, I did like the Taika Waititi uh, cameo, too. Oh, yeah. The priest. He's just the really bad priest. Yeah, that was burger rings. LNS. I was like, I don't know what these things are. Yeah, that was funny. Vegetables. His idea of heaven. Yeah. Um, what are you going to see on the other side? Vegetables? No, not not vegetables. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. And what's that behind that door? One Another my, door. One of my favorite things, we were just talking about this at work the other day. One of my favorite things is like comedy that comes from far away places. <laughs> yeah. Like you just hear Jesus, like super far away, like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's like a tr- very true trope. When trope, you said yeah. super far away, I thought you meant New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. so did I. <laughs> Yeah, side tangent, but if you've gone to churches a lot, pretty much any time there's a rhetorical question that the pastor poses or the priest poses, you could answer Jesus and be right. Even if it's not what they're looking for, they'll be like, yeah, no, but also, yes, Jesus. So anyways, you know, it's a a fun movie. Like I said, Jeff, if if your brother or your your wife's family comes to visit and you want to throw something on, it's a pretty safe bet that it's going to be a crowd pleaser think you guys will find yeah, it's, enjoyment it's, it was charming it had some emotional moments it was fine in the meantime what are we doing next week fellas we as in dan and me i are talking jimmy guy into a band that we have liked for a long time yeah and that band is like a match because you can strike, strike anywhere. anywhere okay <laughs> jimmy okay you're going to like this band, I think. They're a little more aggressive oh. than what you usually listen to, but they Uh-oh. got some some good melodies. Their songs are catchy. I don't know. We'll see. Even though we already recorded it, it's fine. Well, We, recorded we didn't the first record half. the second half. We don't know what you're We don't know say. what you like. You could be like, this sucks. I said, I don't know. Uh, that was the joke. Oh, uh, Guys, behind the scenes funny. info, Don't don't look at this part or listen to it. What? In the meantime, <laughs> Jeff, where can people find Talk Me Intro? Online? Talk Me Intro. You could find us on www.talkmeinto.com. That's our little hub that you could go to to find our social medias like Twitter at Talk Me Into, Instagram at Talk Me Into Pod, 
Facebook, whatever, we don't do anything there. We just exist because you have to. It's the law. You have to go there. <laughs> Patreon.com slash talk me into. That's where all the fun funds go. We have talking shit is a monthly series where the fellas just talk about stuff. You know, sometimes we ramble, sometimes it's on a topic. But it's just, it's a more casual format, and it's very fun. And we say the f*** word without that beep that you just heard. It's like the riff tracks to our lives. Not really. That's not really a good, good tagline. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter coming up with great taglines at Danny <laughs> underscore it's breakdown. The, it's the riff track to your lives. Yeah. <laughs> my Twitter is the riff tracks to my life. His Twitter is a closed Actually, my Twitter dogs. is the mystery science theater 3000 of my own life. Oh. Jimmy, where can people find you? You can find me riffing at son of a fitch. <laughs> S-O-N-N-A-V-A-F-I-T-C-H on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Jeff, where can people find you? People can find me and our very low energy on Twitter at J E. I'm high energy. I'm fired up. FFF27. That is Jeff with five Fs. The number 27, Jesus. I'm looking at the waves right now, and all they heard was bzzz. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Which lie is the one? That will take me. That was a Strike Anywhere song. (laughs) How do you know that? I don't know. Come on, Dan. I was looking for... I have a hard out. Sorry, I meant to say hard on. We're only recording two first halves, right? Yeah. I only have two fun facts. I have three, but one of them's really dumb. I'm ready to start whenever you fellas are. You're starting it. I'm ready. So we're good. I'm ready, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, the workforce in the warehouse right now is so low, and there's so many call-outs. People this weekend are making double time. Mm. And if you're on overtime, you're making double your overtime. That's awesome. <clears throat> These dudes are going to take home like fucking three to four thousand dollars this week. I love how like capitalism just figured out like if we don't pay people enough, they just won't work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. And <laughs> it's like awesome. this is people not even organizing. This is people just like, well, the government's giving me a little bit of money. Imagine right. if people were just like, no, we're not working. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, what's happening outside my house? There's a man wandering around. Well, if you give him fifteen dollars, everything's gonna go up in price. Uh, yeah, that's that's gonna <laughs> a happen. Bit. Or maybe people just at the head of these companies won't make a hundred billion dollars a year. They'll That'll never happen. Five hundred million. Uh, anyways, Jim. Yeah, this is your segment to start. Okay. Cool, dude. Lindsay I'd be afraid like, they're gonna fall off with the way they're sitting on your no, ears. Dude, they're so tight. Like, <laughs> do that more. <laughs> In just, my, in just life my way check out how tight my glasses are <laughs> <laughs> the wafers i have slide more than those do those are pretty tight because i got a big head so they, they're not yo sucker you got a big head cool yeah dude i was at work and this girl comes over and she's like somebody texted from the golf outing and we're getting maui gyms and i was like what <laughs> she's like sunglasses i was like that's whack but it's like four hundred dollars oh my god i'd sell them Oh, I don't have to go to work till noon on Monday. Why? Because of the Weather? hurricane. Yeah. 
That's awesome. I wonder if they'll change anything for it's me. It's going to be very fucking cool when I go in on Monday and none of my truck showed up over the weekend because of the hurricane. Amazon's already like, delivery will be delayed in your area due to weather. You think it's going to be bad here? New Haven's yeah. probably going to be fucked. I was really hoping that it was going to turn more easterly, but it's not yet. Oh, it's supposed to go on a road trip tomorrow with my friend Cooper to get uh, Audrey <laughs> because she's in Virginia Camper right pearls? now. But, um, you were gonna go to Virginia? No, we were gonna go to. They were gonna meet halfway. Yeah. Um, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's a bad idea. But yeah, we're not going to now. My dad is so like mixture of excited and nervous. Excited? He's been watching. He just gets like manic. Um, wow. he's just been watching the news nonstop. I walk over his house yesterday. It's like the first time I've seen him all day, and he's like, six inches of rain." I'm like, <laughs> oh, "Hello." Basement flood. Yeah. He's like, yeah. "We're getting six inches of rain." And then we were talking about like, oh, I have all these fresh tomatoes that I got from the farm. Do you want to make like a marinara sauce for dinner tomorrow? To my mom, I was saying that. And he's like, how are you going to have time to make marinara sauce? We're going to be pumping our basements. I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Awesome. It's fine, dad. Nothing you could do about the weather. I'm just going to chill in my house all day tomorrow. I didn't even know about it till late last night. And I was like, should we get water? Like, mm. Yeah, I might run to the but store. But like, we don't today. have a well, so I don't think that'll be a problem. No. If you're on city water... It just comes. <laughs> yes, you don't need electricity. Um, you might not have hot water, depending on how that no, is heated. Oh, f- we have an electric stove, so I want to be able to heat nope. it for her bottles. Cool. Yeah, I'll be going to my If you run into problems, yeah, problem. we can stay in contact if someone needs to come over to shower or whatever. I think it'll be fine. Luckily, you're right in Waterbury now, so it's not like you're yeah, down I in New Haven. I think it'll be fine, too. It's, I don't think it's even. Is it even a hurricane at this point? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. This is supposedly this is the first hurricane to make direct Connecticut landfall in thirty years. Yeah. And the last one was nineteen ninety one. There's still off for like two weeks. A chance, like when it hits Long Island, sometimes yeah, they, it can. It's like nah. It, it either downgrade or go east. or go another way. And it still hasn't hit Long Island yet. So All right. All right, we're cool. <laughs> All right, let's do this week on weather talk. Uh, real quick, I was. At a tailor yesterday getting Ed's suit tailored. Oh, yeah. And it was like an extremely long process. I went to like a real suit tailor where they fucking like measure everything and pin everything. Yeah. And the whole time it was just like three old Italian men in, in masks talking about. just talking about hurricanes, yeah. history of well, hurricanes. What are they going to talk about? They're old. Yeah. I was like, look at us. We just talked oh, five God. minutes on it. I know we did. <laughs> Imagine in 30 years if we're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> if. Well, I mean, there's a lot that can happen. I know. Even without the world. Like I have gout. <laughs> gout's gonna take you out my toe's been hurting this last week real bad really that's yeah all right ready yeah oh yeah all right dan take it away thank you for listening i'm just kidding bank is 13 <laughs> real bad egg <laughs> burn stuff you have the right to remain silent what type of stuff does he do steal stuff Break stuff, burn stuff. You should get another dog and name him Zig. Yeah. We ready? Yeah. I'm a little loud. Can you turn me down a little bit? Yeah. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Ricky Baker. Ooh, Ricky Baker. Check. Ricky check. Baker. You did it. <laughs> My name is Ricky Baker. Your name is Ricky Baker 2. Jimmy Bakes Ricky Baker 1 and 3 and 2.
Nice. <clears throat> check, check, check. Yeah, that's good. Come on, Ricky, <clears throat> you can do it. Pave the way, get back into I fucked it up. Okay. Uh, okay. Want me to start it? Yeah, Jeff, sure. Start it? One of us can start it. <laughs>